Hey, Spotify, real quick, before we get started, please make sure to follow us right here on Spotify. You might have to click my name, Bob Enyart, to see the follow button. Greetings to the brightest audience in the country. Welcome to Bob and Yurt Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church, and in studio, the famous, infamous Joe Scott. Joe, welcome back to Colorado, for starters. Thank you. It's wonderful to be back. You and your husband, Ken Scott, our heroes for preaching the gospel internationally, for fighting to save unborn children. You guys have moved to Florida. We hate it, but you come back, especially your husband, comes back pretty often. Yeah, he does. We have we haven't taken everything to Florida, but we're about to. Okay. okay. So, Joe, I asked you to join me in studio to talk about megachurch pastor John MacArthur. He just won a lawsuit, and so there's an aspect of that that his church can now have church services. Denver Bible Church has just sued the federal government and the state of Colorado. So I want to talk to you about that because you have a connection to John MacArthur. Yes. That's rather ironic, rather sad, really, but we'll get to that. Also, I'd like to get an update on the superstars. Oh. Bevelyn and Edme. Love that. These gals from the Black Lives Matter Trump Tower to Margaret Sanger Planned Parenthood to Chaz, now to Chicago. They are everywhere. They are. Right. They're just they, <laughs> covering the map. And they're superstars. They are. Yes. They're amazing. And you and your husband are the mentors. Yes. To these two gals. Yes. And so thank you for all the love and work you've poured into their lives. But before we do that, just a couple things. Uh, one has to do with Dr. Dobson, thankfully, condemning a bill in California to pay for basically mutilation, gender mutilation and sterilization of sexually confused children and others. He's condemned that. And in Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, there's more last night, more Black Lives Matter violence. I have a question for you, Joe. Have you ever heard Black Lives Matter, the organization, condemn any of the violence? No, and it's so surprising because some of it is so wicked and so horrendous. Horrific. Children. Yeah. Children they're even, killing. Even children and violence in front of children and, and and all the way up from not only breaking windows, arson, but up to assault and up to murder. It's hard to wrap your head around how these people have no mercy, no compassion, yeah. no Right. Conscience. It's right. very hard to conceive of. In all know? the protests that we've been involved in over the years, many hundreds, thousands of protests, and where the left and the media, even many in the liberal church, will say that we've been violent. Yeah. And we condemn violence. And we have these protests that are amazingly peaceful. The entire rescue movement. Right. About 60,000 Christians arrested at abortion mills, right? all peaceful, 
And here in Denver, I remember time after time, like like uh, Nine News, Operation Rescue became violent again today. Yeah. I mean, it's like it just comes out of their keyboard. They don't have to type it in. It's just there. It's there, yeah. Just hit the button. <laughs> yeah. And I remember two of the instances. One was a, a wife tossed to her husband his sack lunch because he was sitting and blocking the doors of an abortion mill for hours. Yeah. And maybe his blood sugar wasn't quite right. She's <laughs> like, here, honey. And th- that's it. It was a projectile. Yeah. Operation Rescue became violent. And today, you got buildings on fire behind the reporters. And it's a peaceful protest. It's peaceful protest. It's mostly peaceful. What does mostly peaceful mean? I don't know. I, right. I mean, I have no idea. Uh, mass murderers, I guess, are mostly peaceful. Mostly. Because Most, 99.9% oh. of their time, they're not killing, killing anyone. somebody. Yeah. So that's that, right. So that's absurd. There, there was also a case in Denver at Planned Parenthood 20th and Vine where the pro-aborts lifted one of their own. They wanted to show that the abortion mill was not closed. You know how they used to do that during rescues? They still do it when we're with OSA. They still do it. We're We're open for business. And so since we're blocking all the doors and the entrances, they they clasped their fingers together under this gal's feet, and they, they're all staff of Planned Parenthood, and they pick her up to launch her over the wall and with a little too much adrenaline, and she goes <laughs> flying over the wall. And the media reports Operation Rescue became violent today. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, they're such liars, right? They always, you know, they always have been. We Over 40 yeah. years, they haven't told the truth about the pro-life movement. We know what that's like. Right. Now the rest of the world is yeah experiencing what, a, what we've gone through. What a great point. That we have seen it explicitly, explicitly. Yeah, I've been accused of, on in the news, of beating up a woman in the street. Oh, yeah, we, we, show, we have video of that <laughs> yeah. on our YouTube channel, yeah. Bob and Your Live. And you're walking, your hands are in your pockets, you're walking a few feet from her. Yeah. You were social distancing before social distancing That's was true. cool. Right, I had to stay feet away from her. And, and you went to court. You went to trial on this. Yes. What happened? I was found guilty. Found guilty, yeah. and we have it on video. The whole thing is was a lie. But people have been conditioned because during that trial, they showed the video over and over, right. and the DA said, don't believe what you're seeing on that video. Believe what I'm telling you. And they did. Yeah, because these abolitionists against abortion, these abolitionists are violent. Yeah, right. Right. We're not so- violent. So even if you're seeing them not be violent, believe me, they are. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I do think the uh, death in Kenosha last night, I don't know, I don't have the evidence, but I think the evidence will show that it was suicide by cop. Oh, my goodness. I think this criminal, they were trying to pick him up on arrest warrant, a sexual assault involving domestic violence, so he's a bad guy, had a record of being a bad guy, and he was completely not complying with the police. And if the police thought he was going into his car after refusing to stop, and with cops around him with their guns drawn, and if if he told them or they thought he's reaching into his car to get a gun, well, that's like Michael Brown and Ferguson, it's suicide by cop. 
And why wouldn't they think that? With all the abuse they've taken over these past months, yeah, you know they've they've even people have tried to blind them with lasers, all kinds of things. Oh yeah, right. So why why would they take a chance with their life? And so let's say you have black women who want protection from the police because their boyfriend is beating them up, and the police, how do they respond? Because it's so easily turned against them to destroy their lives, to risk their lives. It's true. And so it's until things change, black women are going to be another class of people who are harmed, who are hurt by Black Lives Matter. That's right. Yeah, because <laughs> black lives do not matter to Black Lives Matter. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely right. not. Yeah. So, Joe, one more thing before we get to uh, your connection to the John MacArthur. John MacArthur fighting for the right to disobey the government. It's really choice. But before that, the James Dobson opposing this bill in California, rightly so, they want to fund the gender mutilation of sexually confused children, boys who say they're girls and so on. Right. I mean, that's child abuse. And so Dobson's opposing it, and that's great. But at American Family Association's website, there's a comment under this story, and it's by someone maybe you've heard of, Joe Scott. His name is Doug McBurney. Yes, I have. He's a good friend. So my, my <laughs> sense is this is our Doug McBurney, and he writes. It's pretty harsh. Yeah, it's pretty harsh, but I like it. This is about when James Dobson said equal rights for homosexuals. for homosexuals. Yeah, right. So Doug is reminding people that in his comment, let me read this, James Dobson's infamous equal rights. Now Doug adds a few more words that I always leave out, yeah. but equal rights, not special rights. That's beside the point. Dobson's right. campaign for Amendment 2 was equal rights, not special rights. Equal rights for homosexuals. So Doug writes... James Dobson's infamous equal rights mantra regarding the normalization of homosexuality in the early 1990s has led us to the threshold of normalizing transsexualism. Dobson is not an evangelical leader. He is a short-sighted pop psychologist. Wow. His leadership has been an unqualified failure. Joe, he was warned back then... By us and others, yes, w with great effort, that homosexuality and Christianity are mutually exclusive in the public square. One or the other is going to be criminalized. Bob, didn't you take out a full page ad in the newspaper full, just to tell him that? Well, to tell that was similar. That yeah. was on his abortion compromise and the partial oh, birth abortion ruling. Oh, it didn't ruling. say anything about homosexuality. Right. Okay. But this was this was before that and tragically our leader focus on the family then said we would not object to a homosexual supreme court justice. It's like what in the it's world? Disgusting. You you guys are fighting against the homosexual agenda. What do you think you're going to get from a homosexual supreme court justice? It's so dysfunctional and it's because they've forgotten their found biblical foundation and they do have a pop psychology foundation yeah which is you know influenced by the gospel but the foundation is secularism 
and sadly moral relativism. Yeah. So okay, on from those depressing stories, show <laughs> to uh, we've got Bevelin and Edme and uh, John MacArthur. So I when I heard this story, I'm glad that he won his lawsuit, but I realized how ironic it is. Because of the past. Right. And you, your part in this. So megachurch pastor John MacArthur, he just won his protest lawsuit for the right to reject the government's orders, to disobey the government, in this case, to hold church, church right. services. Now, the Bible does say we must obey God rather than man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, only so true. All the time. All the time. And... And that does apply to disobeying unjust laws and unjust orders, but you protested John MacArthur's church a while back for a very relevant reason. Yeah, Ken and I and a couple of friends, because he did a radio show, and he said that those pro-life protesters should be arrested. And he would tell the policemen in his church to arrest us, not to stand down, but to arrest us for protesting at abortion clinics. Wow. And uh, so and this is where children are actually being killed. Yeah. Children are being dismembered by Planned Parenthood. They're having their limbs torn. They're being torn limb from limb. Life and death situation. Yeah, they're being killed. At the time that we're there, not in a week. When we're there, they're being killed. It's yes. absolutely necessary to speak for them. Right. And while there were many Christians during the time of the rescue movement, and thanks to friends like Cal Zastro and others, rescues are continuing yes. here and there. But when there were hundreds of rescues all over the country, over a period of years, 60,000 or more Christians arrested from kids up to grandparents. Right. Yeah. It was an amazing time. It was a great time. Yeah. and When the church stood up. Hundreds or thousands of babies were saved. Yes. But some pastors condemned the Christians who risked their liberty, even risked, you know, almost life and limb. I mean, people were put in the hospital. Yes, they were. At the time. Peaceful, nonviolent Christians trying to save the lives of children from being murdered. Not one window was broken. Not one, when right? we protested. No arson. <laughs> no arson. And when we left, there was no trash in the street. Uh, police were hit in the head with bricks by Operation Rescue. Never. But we were. No, no but <laughs> so, we were. Right. Yeah. Um, so there was a commitment. You had to sign a commitment to nonviolence. Yes. To be a part of Operation Rescue. That's true. And you had to sign it before every rescue. You still do. You still do. Yeah. And so this was the extreme effort. And so that the police would not be threatened, if we were trying to get to the doors of an abortion mill and the police, they don't want you to go there because they're protecting child killing. Right. Would we rush the police? Is that what we did? No. We got our hands and knees and crawled. We crawled. Yeah. We crawled, and if a policeman put their hand on you to stop you, what did we do? I remember went, we stopped, went, or and we went backed limp, up, or went limp. We would go limp or back up, and so I remember a police officer put his hands on me and a friend, Reed Gallion, 
we're crawling to the door of the abortion mill. So we just back up crawling, mm -hmm. and we just go, I go to the right, Reed goes to the left, and now what's the officer going to do? His arms are not that long. <laughs> no, so exactly. we both end up at the door of the abortion mill without threatening anyone and trying to save the life of a child who was scheduled to be dismembered right. by Planned Parenthood. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what, how it used to go. And the media referred incessantly to Operation Rescue as violent. Always. Domestic terrorists. Yes. And Black Lives Matter protesters are mostly peaceful. With, mostly. with buildings in flames behind the reporter, protest today is mostly peaceful. And you see bricks flying through the air and yeah. the, the cops dodging them. Right. It's like, I hate to use a trivial example, but it's like that famous YouTube, the weather reporter, who's, it, there's a hurricane, and he's barely able to stand with the wind gusting as he's reporting. Yeah. And there's two guys with shorts walking Walk into the camera view behind him. <laughs> they're just walking down the street, no problem at you all. You see that so in Florida little, all the time. So there's a little bit of overacting. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. But so the media lies and we've known they lie and the politicians lie and the politicians don't want to end abortion, no. including the Republican politicians That's right. who have given billions of dollars to Planned Parenthood, doubling what Bill Clinton used to give them, matching what Barack Obama gave to Planned Parenthood, which they use the money to kill kids. Right. Yeah. And elect wicked politicians. Yeah. So, Joe, if... You know, our our Republican, in quotes, our politicians, they'll say, well, I'm pro-life, but I support states' rights. Yeah. If, if somebody says, I'm against abortion, but I support a woman's right. That's exactly the same. It's the same, right? Right. That person is a hypocrite or a liar. Yes. And they're saying, I think it should be legal to kill kids if the woman wants to. Right. Somebody who says, I support father's rights. So you can't have an abortion unless the father agrees. Is that person supporting the right to life of the child? No. No, because no. he says if the father agrees, then you could kill the child. Right. Well, we have our Republican politicians and presidents who say, well, I support states' rights. If the state says you could kill blacks or Jews or babies, then you should have the right to kill babies. That's insane, is that, Bob. Is it abolition? Is no. it right to life of the unborn child? It's wicked. No, it's not even. It's fake. It's fake. It's, it's evil. Evil. And yes. millions of Christians are seduced into supporting murderous politicians because they give them pablum. They, throw they lie a, to them. Yes, they throw them a crumb and they believe it. And it's, they, it's over and over and over yeah, for it, over 40 years now. It's worse than what the Democrats do. When the Democrats say... The protests are mostly peaceful. What the pro-life Republicans do is way worse than that. Yeah. Because these children are being dismembered and they're being killed with the approval of their politicians who say, I support states' rights. Right. I support, if California wants to kill kids, let them at it. And John MacArthur was right with him. And the Republican, right. And the Republican voters say, well, he's mostly pro-life. Mostly. That's like saying the protesters are mostly peaceful. It's exactly the same. Right. The babies Only worse. Are still dying. Because it's way worse. more yeah, it's kids worse. are being killed and they're being dismembered, which is worse than kicking a guy in the head. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a lot worse. Yeah. The guy that's getting kicked in the head at least had a chance to run. 
yeah. babies have no chance. Yeah, right. And they're being killed by their mothers it's worse. and the abortionists and the politicians and the judges. Yeah. Okay, so Joe, John MacArthur, so you protested his church. This is so ironic. Well, we protested after that radio show because he's not only said that we should be arrested. He said we were in sin. Right. So we went to his church and we sinned. Yeah. We protested. Yeah. So, um, and then about a week later, he does another show. And he condemned us yeah. for protesting outside his church. Yeah. So we went back. <laughs> <laughs> we sinned again. You guys are incorrigible. <laughs> I know. Well, I think that. Better to sin in man's eyes than God's eyes. Much better. Yes. And, you know, we just infuriated him, but I want to... Why would he say, he's a hardcore Calvinist. Yes. So he would say that these babies are being aborted by God's eternal decree. Whether he likes it or not, it's God's eternal decree. Why doesn't he say, you're protesting my church by God's eternal decree? Why doesn't he have the same lack of concern? Because Calvinists get to decide what is... What thing they're going to... What thing of God's eternal decrees... That he that decreed for his glory yeah. that they're going to be upset about or not. Right. That's right. what they do. If you but, take their parking space, they many, million, millions, might be more upset than they say God decreed for this child to be aborted. Right. 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 And before we went and protested, we wrote him a letter. We called. We called I don't know how many times, and he would not take our calls. So then we wrote him a letter telling him what our grievances were and yeah. that we wanted to talk to him yeah. and he never responded. Yeah. So we went then and protested, but we didn't want him to be able to say we didn't follow Christian protocol. Oh, well, Joe, can, can I disagree with you on that? Why? I mean, he would have said that, right? Of well, course. yeah, we didn't want his ability to say that. Yeah. But, but if he would have said that, he would have been wrong. He would have. The obligation to go privately to your brother is not relevant to a public sin. When the leader of the Southern Baptist Convention, when he's tolerating homosexuality, and there's a million Christians who know he's wrong, they don't each have an obligation to go to him privately. You can't even reach him anyway. Right. So when there is a public sin, a public confrontation, a public rebuke is absolutely biblical. There is no requirement to go to someone privately when they're committing a public sin. It's only when, if you say, hey, I think you are stealing money from the church and the person's going to deny it. Well, first you go privately, you take a couple of the elders with you and you, you work it out. And then if it's true and he doesn't repent, then you go public. Right. But when it's a public matter, you can rebuke publicly. Trying Like we went to Dr. Dobson privately, great effort to reach him privately, mm -hmm. but there is no obligation to do that, to rebuke someone for their public sin. Well, one of the first things they'll do, if you just show up and protest, they'll say, look, they didn't follow protocol, they're sinning, yeah, and then all that, our actions right. are wiped out. Yeah, so we they, weren't they giving do them. say, that, right, you don't yeah. give them that lie. Opportunity, right? yeah. You, you rob them of that lie, too. Yeah. And so many of their supporters have such a poor understanding of the Bible that they believe that. Oh, yeah. They'd they, go with We it. would be condemned. Yeah, because you didn't reach out to him privately right. first. Okay, so now... Uh, Bevelin and Edmay, Bevelin Beatty and Edmay 
Chavons. Yes. They are superstars. They are, yes. Yes. They don't wear capes either. <laughs> no. But they are superstars. Yeah. And Super when I heroes. when I met them a couple years ago, I thought they were superstars and they just happened to run into you and your husband, Ken Scott. I didn't realize when Bevelyn was on the show two months ago, I think after she had left Chaz. Yes. That mm-hmm. international zone in yeah. Seattle. I th- I think uh, she told me all she wanted to talk about was how Ken and Joe were their mentors. And I didn't understand that part of the story. When I met them, anyway, I was thrilled to hear that you guys have poured your lives into their lives. Yes. Well, we took them under our wing immediately. Um, we said, well, why don't you... We'll take you to lunch and then come sit with us. Because you met them at the abortion, at the abortion mill in Denver. They just walked They up. want to minister, and they're not sure how. They're sort of wandering. They're feeding out, the poor, what do we and do? they're doing all these wonderful things. And and you see this potential. is like, you know, there's always going to be the poor with us, but yeah. you could do a whole lot more. Right. And so we brought them home, and we began training. They stayed with us for two weeks the first time. Yeah. So And now they're, I call your place in Florida, and they're there, and Rudy Giuliani wants to reach him, and they, he reaches them at your, when they're at your place. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they're doing so wonderfully well. Uh, everything they do goes viral. They've encouraged a million Christians to be more bold. Oh, at every protest, if you read the comments underneath, you can see the people, the the fire they're lighting underneath them. Yes. And they're saying, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. We have never had that influence. But this is in the black communities. Wow. It's wonderful. Wow. It's wonderful. But they learn, Bob. They learn so fast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yesterday— I remember they said recently, they said in some public event— that these are our constitutional rights. And I know because your husband told me that you texted them. What happened? Can we tell that backstory? Yeah, well, I hadn't discussed that with them. We hadn't sure. taught them that. So we hear them say, these are your constitutional rights. And I'm texting her, these are not your constitutional rights. These are your God-given rights. Never yes. allow the government to be the supplier of rights. Only right. God gives you your rights. Right. And millions of people don't know where their rights come from. That's right. And conservatives, especially the knucklehead Amendment 2 gun rights people, I'm all for guns rights, though. The apostles were packing and the Philistines took all the weapons away from the Israelites. So we, Cheryl and I own guns. We have concealed carry permits. But they're morons. The whole Amendment 2, the whole gun rights crowd, they're all morons. Because they can't speak of their rights without calling them Second Amendment rights. And what that's communicating to millions of people is that your rights come from the government, your rights come from a piece of paper, your rights come from the majority, and that is a very destructive message. If you're trying to uphold rights, that's the first worst thing you can do is misdirect people on where rights come from because then they're not rights because that piece of paper could be changed, that government could change. If they come from the government, they can be taken away by the government. They got it immediately, changed their talking points. Wow. It, it was, yeah. And, and they get it. And, yeah, they're but, superstars. But they're influencing people that would never hear it. 
You know, yeah. it's not taught in the church. Then they... Um, well, real quick, they were at the Black Lives Matter painted on the street in front of Trump Towers. So much fun. And pouring paint over yeah. the sign. Uh, they were at the Margaret Sanger Planned Parenthood got arrested in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And not only... Uh, where the charge Rudy Giuliani offered to represent them, charges were dropped in both cases. Yes. At Trump Towers and Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood changed the name. They took down the name Margaret Sanger because here are these two black women. And of course, it's tied into the whole anti-racism effort. But this is a first, right? Yeah, it's in, a first. In the years. But here are these powerful black women saying Margaret Sanger was a racist. And sure enough... They take down the sign and they get the city to change the name of the street. street. Yep, it's That's no longer Margaret amazing. Sanger Street. The, these two girls were born for such a time as this. They're wow. just born. They wow. have made so many powerful statements that are being yeah. accepted by a community that would never yeah. have heard those things. Oh. And then they it's, protested at the lesbian mayor of Chicago's home, and they were up in Chaz. Yes. In fact, we mentioned Chaz at church yesterday at Denver Bible Church. And uh, we always say three things about Chaz. The first three things that the Black Lives Matter people did, they established a border, they they created an armed police force, and they killed two black men. You said that in church yesterday. In the and sermon. while you in the sermon and while you were saying it, I was texting it to them because oh, wow. when they say that, it's gonna be so powerful. Ta- it's gonna be so powerful. So Joe, we're about out of time. I did want to get into more about the lesbian mayor of Chicago and their protest there. That was that because, was amazing. Because uh she says, um, you know, if you kill blacks on the south side it's not a big deal, but you can't protest on my block. She's trying to defund the police, and her house was surrounded by police. And she does. She says she doesn't have to make an excuse for that. Yeah. She's she, a hypocrite. Yeah. Right. She's a hypocrite. And she's a child killer. And yes. she's a socialist. Yes. And she's a lesbian. Yes. So, she, so of course, lying and hypocrisy, it all. She's a reprobate. Yeah. So thank you for being in the studio. Thanks for having me. What an honor. And it's great to see you guys back at Denver Bible Church. For people in the audience, if you live in Colorado, come on out and visit us. If you're passing through the state, please visit Denver Bible Church. This is Bob Enyart, kgov.com, kgov.com. May God bless you. Hey, Spotify, thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, kgov, kgov.com. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the program. If you've enjoyed this episode, go ahead and tell a friend about us or share the link. We'd really appreciate it. This is Bob Enyart for KGOV.com. May God bless you.